1: what my co-host morgan and i track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from it's like hot sex in a mug we are the maximum mediocrity podcast and we are on all major podcasting platforms we'll be waiting for you
0: In the mid-70s, Wild Cherry thrived in all the funk and disco hotspots, from the Northern West Virginia Panhandle to the Ohio Valley region. People were getting down to the sweet sounds of Play That Funky Music in Steubenville, Ohio, all the way to the bright lights of the big city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The groundswell created by the band's popularity in these areas took the song all the way to number one on the Billboard charts, which was unfortunately a peak they'd never come close to again. This week, we're joined by John Franklin to discuss the history and legacy of Wild Cherry, a band that's been the soundtrack to dancing, singing, moving, grooving, and one night stands for decades.
2: all you need to make the money guaranteed and you can live off royalties
3: forever and it makes well, me wonder is
0: it just wonder or is it one hit well hey john welcome to the show you are here today to talk about wild cherry play that funky music and I'm pretty excited to talk about this because you may know or you probably don't know I'm from Pittsburgh and kind of I guess I should have known this but this is kind of a Pittsburgh song not technically it's actually yeah. Steubenville Ohio which is about 45 <laughs> minutes from Pittsburgh but I'm gonna just start this episode with this So I play in a band called Punchline. I've been a band for like 25 years. And and we've recorded lots of music in Steubenville, Ohio. There's a studio we always go to in Steubenville, Ohio. And on the second ever Punchline album from like 1999, we don't even recognize it anymore. It's like so old. (laughs) But on that album... (laughs) <laughs> we played the bongos that were used on this song
1: oh no they way <laughs> were at
0: the studio it was called aardvark studios i don't know why we're using bongos in a song first of all but but second of all they were the ones that wild cherry used on play that funky music so i kay. definitely have a
1: a real uh, close connection to this song if that counts <laughs> I got a couple things to just to jump on that's there scary. one i don't think anybody's mentioned steubenville ohio more times in a podcast than that right there. okay yeah. number two <laughs> the music ear in me didn't even realize there were bongos so that's incredible that they're in the song yeah number three even more incredible that you got to use them oh yeah and, uh, <laughs> and, and i don't know which one of the 300 members of wild cherry right. had played them at that <laughs> point Because there's, like, an incredible amount of people that were in that band. But that is such a cool story. I love that we're linking it all together. Right.
0: Hey, Stupidville, Ohio, you might be interested to know, is also – I believe the birthplace of, man, if I get this wrong, I'm going to feel bad, but I think it's Dean Martin. I think Dean Martin is from Steubenville, Ohio. Wow. I think that's their claim to fame. But uh, As it should be. It's, yes. it's yeah, not Wild it Cherry. Be. No, no. Well, well, no. No, Wild Cherry's claim to fame. I'm saying Steubenville because several of the members were from Steubenville. I think Steubenville kind of claims Wild Cherry, but Rob Parisi, the lead singer and guitarist, the, the, ma- the main yeah. guy, he is the pride of Ringo Junction, Ohio, actually, where there's actually a street, the longest street in town is named after Rob Parisi. So there you go. Wow. yeah, that's that's a goal of mine to someday in Belvern Pennsylvania, have a street named after me. That'd be pretty cool. but uh, but yes, Wild <laughs> Cherry. We're going to say that they're from Steubenville and they formed in 1970. They got their name from a box of cough drops. Where else would you get it from? And of course, the band members are from Steubenville, Weirton, Weirton, another place that I've been. My girlfriend works in Weirton sometimes. Uh, and East Springfield, Ohio. These are all like funny places to be from. And the band played in the Ohio <laughs> Valley, the Northern West Virginia Panhandle, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was like the big city for, for where they started out. And I think it's crazy – John, I didn't really know this. I knew that we played Wild Cherry bongos on an album (laughs) 20-some years ago, but I just thought that they randomly were there. I never looked into this. So I got to thank you for for picking Wild Cherry. And let me ask you,
1: what made you choose this song? The reason why I picked this song is because dating way back, like when I was a kid, my dad is very animate that when you're in the car, you sing in the car, right? Mm Like you go, like, no matter what the song is, it comes on. And I used to, and I, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, Rip, Play That Funky Music by Wild Cherry it was like one of my favorites. And I remember being a kid, loving it, not knowing what a one hit wonder even was at that point. Mm. And to be fair, not really a song you vocally perform. I don't know where, why I was getting so into it, but I remember like years later looking it up and being like, whatever happened to them? I'm realizing they never had another song. And now, even more years later down the line, finding out I get to talk about one-hit wonders on a podcast, I was like, no better time than the present to talk about my love for the band Wild Cherry. Because I don't know how many people really have that. So we're going to do it today. So, I John, it. I
3: got a question about you singing in this car, right? <laughs> because <laughs> this is a song that if you had asked me three days ago... Hey, you know, the words to play that funky music, right? I'd be like, absolutely. (laughs) Then I sat down to write out the lyrics of this song. And I realized that I know maybe the first two lines of this song, nothing else except for pre-chorus and chorus. (laughs) Like the verses should not even exist (laughs) in this song, but they actually tell a story. They like legitimately tell a
1: story, which caught me off guard. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the thing. Like I, I, I'm, kind of doing doing this off the dome but I'm, I'm pretty sure the way that the song as simply as it came about was like they were playing a live gig and somebody yelled at rob parisi like are you gonna play that funky music white boys like pretty much with something like that and it inspired him to write the song right i don't really know much more than that but then the verses are are virtually nonsense that do tell like that tell a story though like you you realize like after you listen to it one time you're like i don't really know what any of that meant but then you know what the story is you're like oh it actually makes sense.
3: Yeah. So what I gain from the lyrics and I'm curious about you Chris as well cuz obviously mm-hmm. on this show we do dive into some of I these I know words.
1: all about it so go ahead hit me. It
3: sounds <laughs> like to me when I was when I was typing out the lyrics to get them ready in my notes and like huh. looking over them I'm like this sounds like it's actually literally the story of White Cherry of like hey man I used to be this hard rock singer. And I was yeah. like, fuck disco like everybody else. And then I discovered disco is pretty great. Am I right, fellas? Let's play that funky
0: music. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you more. I watched an interview with Rob Barisi where he told the story. And wow. they were a rock band. And yeah. But the problem yeah. was disco was hitting hard. The rock clubs were starting to shut down and people wanted to go dance. They wanted to go dance to disco music and they were playing a show and the drummer, Ronald Beidel, I think is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he heard a fan yell, are you white boys going to play some funky music? <laughs> and yeah, that that is it. what inspired them to write the song. And it's just kind of about that journey from being like, fine, we're going to write some funky music. And I also thought it was pretty funny. The song is literally what's happening to, to them. They need to play funkier music <laughs> to make yeah. people happy. And he said that they recorded the song and... Everyone kind of knew this was a hit. But he played it for people, even including his parents and his dad and other people told him, like, look, you got to take out the white boy thing. You can't put that in there. (laughs) Like, you got to take that out. And Rob was like, no, we can't. That's like. That's like the the main part of the song, and he's right. Like, well, let me ask you this: Have you guys seen the band? Have you seen pictures yeah. or, yes. or
1: live? They are a very yeah, white yeah. band for yeah. sure. They, they are, a bunch I believe. Of, yeah. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure one of my favorite album covers ever is is the one where it looks like they literally surprised all five of them and took a picture. <laughs> and like, and like they're they're all wearing like headphones. and It's very clear they were in the studio about to finish the album. They're like, oh shit, we forgot the artwork, right? And they just like they just took they, they like went down the line but just like said the people's names like turn around take a picture Right? it's like it's very 70s white people yes like you know (laughs) and they're
0: yeah half the band has perms for sure in (laughs) in the music video but my point is that the fact that they're so I don't know they're kind of goofy looking maybe in the 70s they fit in they're they're pretty funny looking I think though I think the fact that they're a bunch of (laughs) you know funny looking white guys playing funk music that's primarily music played by black people was what makes it funny and, and interesting and everything. He's right. That was the main hook of the song. Totally. You know, by the time this song came out, went to number one on the charts, which that's something we have to note. This song went to number one.
1: Yeah. It was a number Number one.
3: one. And and let's, I wrote down a few of the notable songs that were also in the charts when it peaked, it peaked on September 18th, 1976, Mm -hmm. the number two song in America. This is what it, it knocked off of the number one slot was Casey and the Sunshine Band, Shake Your Booty. Right. Um, wow. Also in there, number four was Walter Murphy's A Fifth of Beethoven, which is just I a disco version <laughs> of Beethoven's Fifth. Um, you skipped one. S-
0: you skipped one, Well, Matt. I skipped a couple. Yeah, I saw, but, oh, but okay. I got to tell you one because we got to do this one eventually on One Hit Thunder. You skip What you skipped is I'd Really Love to See You Tonight by England Dand and John Ford Coley, which I hope someone eventually picks. You guys know that song, right? Yeah, I
3: do not know this. It's, it's, no. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: the song that goes – and I'd really love to see you tonight. It's like a, it's like a yacht rock, you know. Soft I think I've rock heard. Song.
3: I think I've heard exactly that line in a yacht yeah, rock look, CD compilation commercial. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the words. I don't. But I'm gonna sing this melody, and you guys are gonna go, oh. I feel like you're gonna go, oh. It's a song. That goes. I don't want to live in, and I don't want to, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, I know this. yeah. And I'd really love to see you it tonight <laughs> it's that yeah, song it's, uh, it's, <laughs> i'm i'm a lyric guy it's like i don't want to talk about moving yes. in yes I don't want to waste the your time. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see. Nice. You know it. You know Dude. it. Okay. I, okay. I, I didn't realize I knew the yeah. name. Yeah.
3: That's amazing. All right. So, some of the other ones I put on there Boz Skags had lowdown yep. at number six. Oh. uh Chicago's If You Leave Me Now Whoa. was sitting at number nine. So good. And the Bee Gees You Should Be Dancing was at number 10. So, right. again, very disco centric. Not a I lot of rock.
0: <laughs> um, can, I mean, Matt, if, if we're talking about these charts, can I mention a couple other that were in the charts at the time just because sure, they're so sure. good? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh don't go breaking my heart. Elton John and Kiki D was Ooh. in there. What? Whatever happened to Kiki? D? I don't know. That's the only song I ever knew by Kiki D. <laughs> do, you,
1: do you do you consider that as, as the one hit wonder? Experts, I know Elton John's in it, but do you consider that a one hit wonder? That's a for even Kiki a D. Duet? That is
3: a that is a good question. A half hit for <laughs> Kiki D. She's a half hit. Yeah, it's hit like wonder. it's like
1: it was. A, I mean, you can't name like a drunk duet that hasn't been that song. Yeah. and people, don't, <laughs> I have no idea who Kiki D even it's, is. It's like, so good. It's Elton John and that woman. Yes. Like no, nobody cares. Right. Like, it's, the other ones i want to mention though
0: okay matt you were just talking about uh those infomercials where they're trying to sell the time life cds of the yeah. 70s songs well yeah. i was recently at a casino in wheeling west virginia which is not too far from these places i guarantee you i guarantee you wild cherry played some shows in wheeling by the way because that's <laughs> right in, right in the mix of here but we, we had to put something on the tv which is like regular cable or whatever and that w- got sucked into one of those infomercials, and it was hosted by these two guys. I'm like, who are these guys? And it said they were from the band Orleans. I'm like, who is Orleans at number 16? <laughs> by John has his hands in the air because he's excited about this. But at number 16 was Still the One by Orleans.
1: Still the One. You're still yeah, the, still one? the One. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So, Orleans, great band, yeah. also has one of the most embarrassing album covers of all time. Uh, I don't know their album <laughs> if you covers. Guys, if you ever Google Orleans, the first uh, you know, you just look up Orleans' bad album cover. It's the most homoerotic, weirdest thing a band has ever done as an album cover. I gotta see it. The, and one of the band members is eighteen years old. So like, it's just keep that context when you look this up. Orleans. When album. I typed
3: in Orleans' album cover, it autofilled gay as the next. <laughs> oh <one>.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one's this is amazing this is i want to rip this cover off for the next punchline it, this is incredible it's so bad it's good it reminds me of the multiple people version of that one prince album cover you know the prince album cover where he yeah i want to be your lover yeah it, i want to be your it's lover. exactly
1: like that it's incredible um <laughs> it's it's so good like you could just picture them sitting down it's like all right guys orleans it's our second studio album how do we want people to really <laughs> capture the yes and it's like we all pretty good with our shirts yeah. off. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like, like, that, that, that sounds like a really it's good memorable. Team. Danny just turned eighteen, so he could totally be in it. Which uh, one of these guys <laughs> is eighteen? They all have full beards. One of them, mm-hmm. I think, one of them legitimately had just turned eighteen wow. when the. When that came Interesting. out. Interesting. I think it's the it has to be the,
3: the one guy With without a beard <laughs> leaning his head on the shoulder okay. of the burly Yeah, head.
0: Yeah, it's, like it's <laughs> bizarre. <But>, uh, a <laughs> uh, couple other ones I want to mention because it's too much fun not to mention them. Uh, number 20 at this time, which I was surprised at how early this was for Holland Oates, but She's Gone by Holland Oates was at number 20. Really? Oh, that was wow. 76? So yeah. 76. I would yeah. thought That's they crazy. were 80s. I saw. Shower the People from James Taylor was in here at 22, nice. Magic Man from Heart was at 26, Baby I Love Your yeah. Way from Peter Frampton at 30, nice. and a funny one, another funk song in the charts. At number 38 was Get the Funk Out My Face by the Brothers Johnson, which I love. <laughs> Any song that substitutes fuck for funk, I just automatic, so good. automatically love it. But <laughs> so I guess good. my main point here, and I I know Matt just had a few written down and I want to say more is that while Cherry beat out a lot of I mean, you're talking about disco. (laughs) You got the Bee Gees at number 10 here. So Wild Cherry's, you know, nine spots above that to number one. This song was huge. And what I was getting to with my story a little bit earlier was this song eventually they got nominated for two Grammys. So. Rob Barisi brought his mom and dad to the Grammys, which I can't imagine how cool that would be. Like, yeah. to be able to be like, mom and dad, come to the Grammys with me. This going to be so cool. So so Rob said they're backstage and, you know, everyone's there. He's, you know, oh, look, there's the Beach Boys. Oh, look, there's Paul McCartney. Everybody's back here. And he said, his dad looked at him and said, man, I'm glad you didn't take I'm glad you didn't take white boy out of the song. He's like, yeah, I know, I know right? <laughs> so like- so
3: the 2 Grammys is just kind of scratching the surface. Their self-titled album that this was on went platinum. Uh Billboard named them the best pop group of the year. Uh they won Whoa. the American Music Award for top uh R&B single of the year and In like three years ago, Billboard magazine ranked them the 93rd greatest pop song of all time. Wow. So like like, they still had some crazy credits going on. I want to talk a split second about copyright infringement. Oh, dude, we got (laughs) to talk about
0: him already. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. no. Oh,
3: I've got two connected pieces here. So according to Song Facts... Rob from Wild Cherry wanted to write a hit song, and his plan was to copy it from the best. So he subscribed to Billboard Magazine, which listed all the hit songs, and when it would arrive each week, he would pick out a couple songs to attempt to co- copy and change just to make it different enough wow. without getting sued. Play That Funky Music, White Boy is based off of the bass line and vocal melody of Fire by the Ohio Players. Wow. Fire. And if you listen to them back to back, you're like, oh, yeah, that is (laughs) that is almost the exact same baseline. Uh, And then, yes, many, many years later came back around full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Vanilla Ice. Covered slash sampled the song and gave none of the band credit, so uh, they were sued for five hundred thousand dollars in copyright infringement.
0: Yeah, well, Rob Bracey eventually got paid. I just can't believe Vanilla Ice's two songs. He just took, he just took under <laughs> under pressure and played that
1: funky music and credited nobody. Yeah, and, and, well, the best, the best part about the Vanilla Ice under pressure is like he's like, nah, it's different because there's no ch in mine. <laughs> no, like, like he literally references a snare. Yeah.
0: it's like, <laughs> he goes, he goes, no, you know when you listen to when you listen to Queen, it's like dun 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 dun. When you listen to mine, it's dun 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 dun. Like he does the exact same thing. There's this real famous clip of him that I've done an impression of so many times. But it's so good. I got to tell you guys. The, the vanilla – I loved the – vanilla. I was a little kid. I loved the Vanilla Ice song. Um, of course. And it was actually supposed to be like the first single. Ice Ice Baby was the B-side of it. But I Vanilla Ice's verses in Play That Funky Music are some, some of the worst things I've ever <laughs> heard in my life. I wanted to read you guys a sample of – I wanted to read you guys a sample of a Vanilla Ice verse in this. It's, you're weakening fast. yo and I can tell it. Your body's getting hot so, so I can smell it. So don't be mad and don't be sad because the lyrics belong to Ice. You can call me dad. You're pitching a fit, so step back and endure. Let the witch doctor Ice do the dance to cure. So come up close and don't be square. You want to battle me anytime, anywhere. You thought that I was weak, boy. You're dead wrong. So come on, everybody, and sing this song. Play that funky music. (laughs) It is like the most second grade like <laughs> the second grade that and was, not that smart of a second grader lyrics that I've ever read had to
1: be written on a, in a marble notebook somewhere definitely <laughs> like you know what I mean yes, like, like,
0: <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs>
1: an interesting thing about this song now that I'm thinking about like all the stuff that went on around it and the actual writing that went into it could you almost sort of consider it uh, I wouldn't call it A 100% parody but some level of a parody for a rock band to be like I'm going to give in and just write what I think a funk song sounds like because somebody yelled this at me and it goes to number one is like you know like it's it's like sort of a sellout move you know what I mean for oh, like this is
3: like a sellout anthem
1: like lyrically yeah, it's literally just like fuck it we'll change ours. <laughs> my, my my favorite my favorite part about it too is like knowing what you know about the band now it's insane that like the third line of the song is just the singer saying I get laid all the time yeah like burning like, down was, one night's yeah, yeah, he was like he was like I was just knocking down women pre number one hits like you better you know, I wonder you
3: I wonder what I'm doing now <laughs> one of one of the videos that I watched while like trying to research this um they did bring up the the host brought up a really good point which he was like look white cherry was not the first nor were they the last rock band to like change from a rock band to a disco band but like comparatively like Them doing play that funky music still retains way more of the rock sound than like when the Rolling Stones did their disco album with like sympathy for the devil. Like like that is like their disco song, and it's like all right, like that that doesn't feel that doesn't feel like a rock song at all. Like this song does still rock, even if it is a funk song. There's some ripping
0: guitars in this. Yeah, it's very. (laughs) everyone's very musically proficient and his delivery as a vocalist is very strong, almost comical. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, Matt, th- you're the expert on this. And I think John has a good point that if the lyrics were ten percent sillier, and then add that chorus of "Play that funky music, white boy," this could almost be a weird owl, weird owl. It could always be a, weird, like a weird, weird, yeah, yeah a weird owl, not not a parody necessarily, but a weird. But Al, one of his originals. Well, I yeah. guess what
3: John's pointing out though is the fact that this went to number one is almost the same as I think you were on the episode when we did eat it, when we found out that eat it charted higher than beat it in Australia. Like, like that's what John's saying is like, this isn't, this is literally like, fuck it. We're going to make a goofy funk song. And it outperformed all of the sincere funk songs.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like (laughs) it kind of, it kind of goes back to that classic formula of like, if you have a musically talented group, sort of like what Chris is saying, like you got guys who could play an instrument and play it any way possible. And a really good, like, vocalist who's willing to put on an act like yeah i mean it's a good song it got to number one but like it's nothing they ever did before or ever did after like they didn't try to replicate the formula oh like you know they very
3: much did my (laughs) did they yeah
1: yeah their their
3: follow-up song so they they put out play that funky music they put out their next album electrified funk which is ripped straight (laughs) straight out the lyrics and the opening song baby don't you know Literally the opening line was, Well, I was playing that funky music like it's yeah, it is is almost embarrassing.
0: <laughs> like, there was a lot of songs that I I noted <laughs> that sounded like exactly like play that funky music. Like they were trying to strike lightning in so a bottle good. twice. But I, I did know like, oh look, I dove deep into the catalog. I listened to a bunch of songs, bunch of songs like from this album, like, Oh, these all just sound like play that funky music. <laughs> then as time went on a few years later, they had, some, and a lot of their songs also had a lot of innuendo and whatever, like what you'd expect, but they kind of got a little more like Motowny, Lionel Richie style, like something you'd hear on the love boat. <laughs> if you've ever seen the show, the love Jeez. boat they, he has a song that's called try a piece of my love. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. It was the last single. So this might've been the nail in the coffin for Wild Cherry, but it was, oh. I, I, I wrote down some of the lyrics to this one. It's very, it's funky, but like I said, it's kind of like little mellow, a little more mellow of a funk song, but it's uh, the, the lyrics were, you're a lady that won't come easy, but let me tell you something about the man I am. I know what it takes, what it takes to please you. Try, try, try. A little piece of my love was the chorus, but that that ended up being their last single. <laughs> I I will say that John, this was a, a great choice for you because this is a true one hit wonder <laughs> in the fact that I, none of their other singles even maybe the one that charted. Yeah, yeah, I think the one that came after this like chart, charted low, but none of the other singles listed even touched a chart
1: so the, that's amazing very true uh, honestly i'm proud of them yeah because <laughs> n- knowing what i know now it's like it it almost feels like you could walk into a bar on route 46 in like wayne new jersey and be like what? wild cherry like the wild cherry <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and you like, you just see like like a bunch of old dudes and you're like oh my god it's them yeah and they're like we're gonna play some funky music and they're I'm, hammered uh, like he, absolutely you're right
3: though we i mean Chris I know you've seen your fair share of this just like artists that we grew up with in the 90s (laughs) And it's like, oh, they're playing a, a local fair. Like, well, like yeah. the last time Weedus went on tour, and this is not throwing shade. Weedus is having the resurgence of their career right now. But their tour ended with them playing at a chili cook-off in New Jersey. Like, yeah, like I mean, we're at that point where, ba- like, the bands that we grew up listening to, you could catch them playing a, a random casino or bar. And I well, think Wild Cherry, no different.
0: Well, <laughs> well, here's, you know, what's interesting about Wild Cherry is Rob Barisi was able to retire at 40 years old, based purely off the the success residuals. of this this one song. This song not only was it massive back then; it's still huge. He still gets a yeah. ton of royalties from this song. And uh, what also is interesting about him is that he went he moved to New York City after, and he co-produced the album "Dedication" by Gary U.S. Bonds. Who I did, I was like, who the hell is Gary U.S. Bonds? But then I saw he co-produced it with Bruce Springsteen and Steven Van Zandt. And I'm like, damn, Bruce Springsteen wrote this song that I always thought was Bruce Springsteen. Because it sounds like, of course, the song sounds like Bruce Springsteen. It's a song called This Little Girl. And uh, it the album sold half a million copies and Rob got another gold album. So Rob wasn't, it wasn't like it was the only song he was involved in that right. was successful. But this, this, this little girl song, I guarantee you guys will write. I didn't know what it was by the name of it. But then when I heard it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I know this song. And Oh, I thought this was Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> it's one of those kind of songs. But uh, Rob did have more success. Mark Absec. This is like a very Pittsburgh thing to talk about, but he, he played on, he played on play that funky music. He eventually fully joined the band. He was, he played Keys synth on the album. He went on to partner with, I, I'm going to be happy if you guys know who this is because he's such a Pittsburgh celebrity, but you might not because we could do a one hit thunder about him too, Matt Kelly. Donnie Iris. Do
3: you guys know who Donny Iris is?
0: Oh you might oh, not. Have
3: we talked about this I feel like you and I have talked about this song when I'm visiting you in Pittsburgh Okay. Before. Yeah.
0: So Donnie Iris or as people like to say in Pittsburgh, Donnie Iris. You got you've gone down there to see Donnie Iris. Uh <laughs> he uh has a song called Aliyah, which it's ah exclamation point Leah exclamation point but it's the song that goes Aliyah. I don't know if I just hear that song a lot because I'm from Pittsburgh and they still Played it all growing up, or if it w- it was a hit everywhere at some point. I just don't know if it's had the staying power that it has in Pittsburgh. But Mark Avsack from Wild Cherry went and played with Donny Iris. That was my point for any Pittsburghers that happened to be well, listening.
3: Wow! For the non-Pittsburgh people out there, also the um, the bass player went on to become a session musician and worked on such uh, albums, like worked with artists like Luther Vandross, Roberta Fleck, and um, Cyndi Lauper. <laughs> And the guitarist later went on to join Fog Hat and Molly Hatchet. So Yeah, they're busy. Shout out Fog Hat. <laughs> so they all kept themselves busy. They I mean, it's it's definitely one of those stories where it's like they tried their best. They did three more albums after this and saw no real traction happening and then kinda hung it up. But they hung it up and just kept doing music in other ways.
1: And you gotta think of all the stuff too, like since at least since I've been alive of like Wild Cherry play the funky music just being in that they definitely make money on. Oh, you know, yeah, like, oh
3: would you like oh, a like, list?
1: Because I, <laughs> I I'm made... pretty sure it would t- if I if I had to get I, if I had to remember, I'm pretty sure Dance Dance Revolution is one of them. Oh nice. <laughs> I'm almost positive they had a moment in rock band. And wow. like like that, even that minimum, you gotta get a pretty good contract there and make some money on that oh yeah if i had to guess i don't know i'm not i'm so, not sure how those so work, this
3: but. is far from a full list but uh, when i looked online and just wrote movies and tv shows that used play that funky music <laughs> i got that it appeared on episodes of scandal the office and big bang theory and in and appeared in the movies Mystery Men, Whatever It Takes, Evolution, Undercover Brother, Malibu's Most Wanted, and Scooby-Doo 2, The Monsters Unleashed. So,
1: great movie. <laughs> so, I gotta I mean, say. I gotta they say. were getting
3: those residual checks. Chris, you know that Van Wilder oh, 2 yeah. money that you comes rolling Wilder in.
0: Van Wilder 2 mo- money coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we're making upwards to 100 bucks
1: a year on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. I, um, I was going to say, like, it's it's almost a guarantee that Play That Funky Music had to be in a Chuck Lorre joint. Yeah. Like, before before you even said it, I was like, somewhere, Chuck Lorre was like, we gotta pepper in. Play That Funky Music, white boy, to this Big Bang Theory episode. Oh, yeah. So I've
3: never watched an episode of Big Bang Theory, so I can't speak on this
1: Thank God. distinctly.
3: But it did say that the song was playing in the episode, and they got into a discussion, similarly to something we've talked about with Monster Mash, where it's like, it, the monster Mash is a song about the dance and not right. the actual song. song. They're like, is play that funky music. The song that he actually played when he was being told to play that funky music, <laughs> like it's oh. like meta. creating that paradox. Uh very but, meta.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah like, very, like very meta uh dumb is the better way to use. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, but. that, that is such a Chuck Lorre move to be like, all right, we need another scene. What should we do here? It's like, I was listening to uh, Play the Funky Music the other day, couldn't figure out what it was about. So you want to uh, just write like four pages about that and call it a couple minutes? Yeah, we can
3: kill six minutes with that <laughs> dialogue. <laughs> What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living. And every week, I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Saradici, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com and I'll see you there.
0: I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50, the words one hit and the number 50 that is, at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off.
2: Hey, one hit thunders, thunderheads, thunder buns. All right. I'll just go with one-hit Thunder listeners. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week, I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song that they have written. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites such as Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurwitz. Up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu, and even some of the artists that have been featured on One Hit Thunder. The show is even produced by One Hit Thunder host Chris Fafalius. What more could you possibly ask for? Krista Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. I guarantee you'll like it, or we'll give you your money back.
0: Well, I think that Wild Cherry, they rode the wave of now i wouldn't necessarily call this song disco i would call it funk it's definitely fun more yeah. than disco but yeah. definitely in the world of disco like this song would be pla- yeah. i kind of think it rode that wave if you look at their album it's like guitar
3: it's like guitar bass that's a very yeah. disco-y guitar bass for sure absolutely but, right
0: so i don't completely fault them for anything they did rock clubs were going away they they were good at what they did. They wrote a song that has lasted this long. They were from around where I'm from, so they get, they're they going to get bonus <laughs> points from me. And they went on, like Rob Barisi, who seems to be the mastermind here, went on to do some cool things. Seems like a nice guy. Worked with Bruce Springsteen. I mean, y- y- it's not like he didn't keep trying. John, one thing that we get down on people about on this show is if they had a hit, and then they try one more thing and that doesn't take and off give it and then they give up because it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, so I, you never know. Yeah. I don't think that's the case here with wild cherry before we, before we discuss if this is a, if this brought the one hit thunder or if it's a one hit blunder, I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way.
3: I wanted to also mention before we do that, a. I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but apparently Roxette had a minor hit with a cover of this song, Really, <laughs> which I'm very curious about. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but before we dive into the Thunder Blunder, real quick, John, do you have anything you need to promote if people have been listening to this episode and going, oh, man, this guy sounds familiar. Maybe I know him from something. And also, he seems funny.
1: Well, thank you, Matt, for, uh, for that. <laughs> Charming introduction to that. Uh, if you haven't followed me on social media already, I'm at underscore John Franklin underscore underscore on Instagram and then at John Franklin Comedy on TikTok. That's the bread and butter. I'm a comedian who was on season four of Netflix's The Circle. Season five just came out. I have my first comedy special set to drop. February 23rd, which is also my mom's birthday. So if you were nice. a fan of the show, you know that's significant. Um, but you might yeah, see a that, Matt Kelly
3: be... in the front row of you, many a shot. Matt <laughs>
1: Kelly was there. Matt <laughs> Kelly was there. The crowd <laughs> shot will will be a servicing. It will be serving and giving uh, one hit thunder. But um, I'm very excited for that. So definitely go check that out. It'll be hopefully right away on YouTube available to everybody. And uh, that's really that. The one thing I do have to mention though is that we never brought up at all during this episode that frank sinatra had a disco album and i don't want to talk about it i just want to mention that for the general public and say he wasn't always perfect wow okay so that's a, let's move on. i didn't know
0: let's that i know what i'm listening to when i bath my dog after this
3: yeah is it is it better or worse than the pat boone metal album
1: see now now we're getting into a real discussion <laughs> <laughs> the, i gotta tell like, go check out the frank sinatra this is this is my last chance at disco so i'm gonna do it album it is i he's a new jersey guy i won't say anything much worse than that but it's something we gotta stick up for our people nice you know hey you were up on pittsburgh all day today so i gotta i gotta give you that (laughs)
3: all right john did you think that White, Cher- White Cherry White Jesus, Cherry Jesus? That the Cherry- <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> they got in your head.
3: <laughs> Did you think that Wild Cherry brought the one-hit thunder? They're just this undeniable machine that should have had so much more success and fame. Or were they a one-hit blunder? Like, eh, you could take it or leave it.
1: I think for the song the song is one is a one-hit thunder, no doubt about it. But as a band, like we discussed they tried. And they tried, they tried again. It didn't go well. So obviously they didn't have the formula. I'm going to go one hit thunder just because I love them. And I love what they, they, they came out of here with is like a a pseudo parody to like what was causing them to lack success and then getting success out of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically just being like a middle finger to the music industry and being like, we'll sell out and figure it out. (laughs) Bring my parents to the Grammys. Right. And then ride off into the sunset. I'm going thunder with that. <laughs> All
0: right, we'll th- we'll sell out and figure it out as we go. I like that. I like <laughs> yeah. they unapologetically sold out so much. So it's almost Matt. This is kind of like the blueprint for real big fish. They sold out by writing a song about selling about out. selling out. And, and yeah, that's wow. and, and Wild Cherry kind of. Was the the forefathers of that, and I also think that if you ever listen to Harmar Superstars music, that the the later Wild Cherry must have been a big influence on the sound of Harmar Superstar. If you check it out, but uh, <laughs> I gotta I gotta agree with John that Wild Cherry representing my area of the world. Um, I think they're pretty cool. They're 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 rippers. They are actually really good. It's not just like cheesy disco music. The only thing I will say is. There wasn't another song that I really liked, but the (laughs) rest, if you like play that funky music and you just put this on all the rest of the songs would fit right with it
3: we got Uh, great news if you like play that funky music there's four albums they 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 have a a wild
0: (laughs) (laughs) they have a wild cherry super hits album when you youtube any of them it all all comes up and it's like these lips sucking on a cherry and it says wild cherry super hits and all of the songs that you can find are on there i'm probably on the fence but i'm gonna give them a thunder
3: I mean it doesn't matter for the the non-existent <laughs> the non existent one-hit thunder Wikipedia page is already listed. This is certified Thunder. Uh two out of three votes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the fence but lean more on the blunder side. Right. Uh the song is great. I am not gonna be I'm not gonna be listening to, <laughs> to any other wild cherry in my in my day-to-day. Uh and this is you know, this is coming fresh off of like you know what a month ago or two when i was up visiting you in pittsburgh and i was like "Yo, i'm gonna buy this us three album because i really liked what what we dove into with that band and like you know i'm a guy who still buys physical cds all the time as you know and love that i'm not going out and buying no wild cherry Matt. cds when i'm at the used cd store No, <laughs> you know what i'm gonna give it a thunder because chris played the bongos that they
1: used <laughs> <Yeah. one time. laughs> well, i'm saying like can you can you talk, talk about like even though the band didn't necessarily do anything else like what else, like, you know, Parisi ends up writing this hit that Chris talked about? that's like, true, that's can, true. Can you All right. Is that a part of the argument that like you, you can, can you know what you're bringing up?
3: You're bringing up points that I neglected. There's because a whole I also street. Get...
0: There's a whole street in Ringo street. Junction. <laughs> it's the longest street in Ringo <laughs> Junction, Ohio. It's named after Rob Parisi, <laughs> and you're trying to tell me he's not Thunder. Matt, you are the least funky white boy I've ever known. <laughs>
3: In one Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Ofayos of the band's Punchline Pack and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Lucky by Another Cheetah. We're on Patreon now. Become a patron and get bonus content, early episodes, and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com/OHT Podcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris and myself at weknowpodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app, and tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder.
1: You should be so You should be fucking you someone like me.
2: Listening to the Geekscape Network. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold and I've got a podcast called Drinks with
1: Johnny you're gonna want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians. Everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks With Johnny, streaming everywhere now.
2: Hey, this is Mike Wiebe, and I'm the singer in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers.
1: And I'm Zach Blair. I play guitar in a band called Rise Against. Mike and I also have a band called The Draculas, and we also have this great, amazing new podcast called Zach and Mike Make
2: Three.